Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Robin. I am a compulsive overeater and a hundred pounder, and I definitely, definitely am at home in this meeting, and I'm glad the meeting exists. I need to feel included um, because I spent so much of my life um, feeling excluded anyway. I have, and I won't dwell excessively, a recovering narcotics intravenous addict who overcame hepatitis C, a recovering alcoholic who, um, I won't dwell on this because I don't want to frighten people, assaulted people. After my first meeting, I went to, in 1983, April 1st, no no joke intended, April 1st, 1983. I lost the urge, people talk about this, struck, sober, whatever you want to say. I lost the urge to drink. It left me, and and I knew it left me a few days later. And I started to cry because I thought, I don't ever have to drink anymore. And it, it was still an emotional moment realizing that, although it's gee many Christmas, it's 40 years ago. I don't have to drink anymore. But I'm 19 years, 3.15.04, um, 19 years uh, abstinent. Uh, by the grace of God and adherence to a few simple principles in the program, working this program a day at a time, I rely principally on the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I'll try to make um, my main focus. It says in our book, in the Traditions, Our primary purpose is to carry the message of recovery to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Now, when it was written, it said alcoholic, but I'm primarily an overeater, and I need a primary purpose because during my years of what have you, I have brain damage to the frontal lobe. That kind of thing doesn't go away. My neurologist said the best you can do is live a life to the best of your ability, and you will be all right. Now, I went to my first meeting. And so if I, let's see, I tend to jump on tangents. If I jump on a tangent, I'm going to do the best I can by God, folks, because I want to carry the message. I never had a primary purpose, but thank you, HP. I have a primary purpose in Overeaters Anonymous. And why shouldn't I be grateful? My God, a prime, you know, try to get your head around those words. A primary purpose. Anyway, my first meeting, April 1st, I went into the schoolhouse in Glendale, and at the end of the meeting, the lady asked me, well, Robin, what would you think of the meeting? And I was a creep. 
an unreconstructed creep. I said, well, I want to get thinner. I want to get thinner. I don't want to be fat. And that's all I'm looking for. I don't have an illness. And what she said to me was very telling. She pointed at the people who were leaving and said, Robin, do you see those people leaving, walking out the door? I said, yes. She said, they have something you can get. And I'm playing along. I said, what's that? She said, it's hope, Robin. They have hope. Some of them do. They came to the meeting, and they've been given hope. And I said, what do you mean? And the lady said, hope that they can be helped. You can be helped, Robin. I can tell you're an intelligent man. You came here looking for help. You know you can be helped. And I started, I'm an emotional guy. I take after my mom. And I started to cry. And she said, that's okay. Let it come. Let it flow. You're, you're among friends. And I needed to know that. And I need to know I'm among friends now because when I give my story, I invariably experience nerve-wracking tension of what am I going to say? How will I be received? What and you know, yada yada yada, and that's that thing of people pleasing. I want people to say. We like you, Robin. We like you. We accept you. And you can feel included because I have an ongoing need to feel included anyway. I I don't believe, it does say in the big book, we have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I can't get my head there. I feel like I'm recovering and I'm not going to make that a big issue in my mind. I'm recovering and I'm glad to be recovering. And I say, every day goes by and I say, thank you, God. Thank you that I'm recovering. Thank you for my recovery. Thank you for being recovered. Thank you for whatever the heck you're going to call it, Lord. I'm happy. I'm happy to be your child because it's very important for me to know this. Now, I I try to take the steps. Let's see, with my brother, I'll go back to my brother, my darling, darling brother and my mother and my father. I'm 70 years old. My father died when I was uh, 18 of a heart attack. He died, and that's when my alcoholism and overeating began. Now, I'm not one to say that caused it. I feel that what I had inside me, I was born with... um, an allergy of the body, and an obsession of the mind. If you read the big book, which I draw my my text from, if you will, um, they talk about an allergy and an obsession, allergy of the body and an obsession that uh, the Dr. Silkworth noted um, 
that it compels them, the the alcoholic to drink. That's what I had. I think that allergy of the body, obsession of the mind, that applies to sex, tobacco, narcotics, uh, violent behavior. It applies to anything across the spectrum. And um, I operated on the idea that I want what I want when I want it. And if you get in my way, oh, you're my enemy. And, you know, I will go out of my way to attack you. Now, when I say attack, my prayer is that my sponsor said, you frighten people when you talk about being violent. That was when I was 18. You know, my father died, and I hated him for the longest time. I said to people who told me, we're sorry your father died, I'd say, I'm not sorry, I hated him. And I'd squinch up my face, and I felt like that was my reality, that I hated him. And I, I did at the time, I guess. But now I can say, I realize he did the best he could with the tools he had. I used to squinch and want to scream when I heard people say that. But when I think of my childhood, what do I remember? The horror of Dodger dogs, because I'm from Los Angeles and we live close to, you know, Dodger Stadium. And um, we used to watch Bob Hope and Bing Crosby and a guy named Mort Saul, who was uh, a whole other uh, um, uh, attitude anyway. My father died at 18. He was dri- We were driving along, and he said, I feel sick. And my friend pulled into Kaiser, and within an hour, my father died. And everything went. You know, the, the the allergy, the obsession was inside me. That says to me, and this is just my take, doesn't mean I'm right or wrong, just my take. I was born with it. I was born with the allergy. I was born with the obsession. And um, today I remember the good. I, I, you know, that left me with my mom who tried the best she could. Now, I like to say to people that my mom should have had, she died a couple of weeks before my abstinence in 2004. She should have her face on uh, Griffith Park or Mount Rushmore or whatever. For what she did, she kicked me... um, yeah, I'll tell this briefly. Bear with me if it seems out of... I went on a tear. I woke up, and she said to me, you attack someone. The cops said you're going to jail unless you join Alcoholics Anonymous. I went, and I got the idea that I was a sick puppy. 
And I started going to AA meetings. My, um, I went for a couple of, like, a um, few months. And the, I remember the, 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 the um, secretary said, why don't you try? We ask people to try this. And this applies to OA. Just think. Your favorite item, mine was chocolate and peanuts and what what have you. Try eating that stuff or try drinking a, a shot a day. And I I um, said, oh, yeah, no problem, because I, I was hung up on this. Uh, uh, I hope there's no prohibition against cursing. Hung up on this crap of the manly man. I mean, it's insanity to be buried behind that, isn't it? We can agree, I hope. I I was buried behind that. And they said, if you can't do a little bit each day and you break down and need to keep drinking or eating, then welcome to the club, Rob, and you're one of us. And I did. I broke down. I had the booze. I had the chocolate. I had the peanuts. I, whatever. And uh, a bolt went off, and I thought, those people were right. I didn't, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't like the fact that they were right, but I had to have it prove to my heart of hearts that I'm a compulsive overeater and an alcoholic, I should mention that my mom said, there's something called OA. It has um, ladies in it. And that, that appealed to me because I was uh, crazy. But I... Um, oh, so I went to OA. I went to AA. And it began a series of the string of sponsors. I won't name the sponsors that I dropped like, you know, hot wax. But currently for four years, I have a long timer sponsored by Clancy named Michael B. And he's the best sponsor I ever had. Um, feel like he listens to me and he's able to point me in a direction and say here's what I'd suggest and I I can see he's right anyway I um, have not let's see I lost lost my train of thought uh, I did have a driver's license but I was driving out to my brother's five minute and, reminder Five minute. Oh, holy mackerel! I'm driving to my brother's in Pomona, and I I got in a car wreck, and the cops came and said, "You're a menace. We're going to suspend your license for a year," and it's it stayed suspended, and I um, made my amends to my mom. I'll, I'll stick with that since I've kind of frittered away a long lot of time. I took my mom up to this place in, um, you know, Griffith Park. I took her hand and said, I beat you. I can't be forgiven for that. And I started to cry. I can't be forgiven. I'm so sorry. 
I'll do anything you want. I'll drive you places. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I want to be a son again. I want to be the best son I possibly can be. And she took my hand. She she was in Al-Anon, and she'd been understood. Al-Anon, the, the love you find in Al-Anon. And she said, isn't it nice we found each other at last? <laughs> And I understood then that that's what happens in 12-step programs. We find each other at last. And, oh, my God, I, I went to my brother, who I'd also assaulted, and I said, tried to make amends because I'd been a, a monster. And he said, I don't remember any of it. And all of that was about 40 years ago. I've been the best brother I know how to be. He is trans, and he faces a huge amount of challenge. And I judged him for being trans. And my friend who's trans pulled me aside and said, do you love your brother or not? It's your choice. you got to decide. Do you love your brother or not? I said, I don't know. And he said, what's God's will? God either is or he isn't. What do you think the choice? And I I thought, that brings it into focus for me. I'm talking for me. Anyone else disagrees, that's fine. But I I thought, okay, okay, that's that's it. That's that settles the issue. I love my brother and I miss my mom. She's I've got her on the wall, a photo of her on the wall in her house. I got married, and I, I too, not enough time to talk about my squabbles and love of my wife. When I go by my mom's photo, I say to her, I love you, Mom. I love you for the rest of my life. I love you, and... Um, I feel how lucky I was... I got that and a picture of my father holding me as a two-year-old outside of Echo Park Lake. Um, I feel how lucky I was to have them as parents. We can't always get good parents, my God. Some of us are born to people who are, um, um, what can I say, ugly, 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 ugly. And the steps are there to help us deal with it. Stay in Overeaters Anonymous, people. Don't take the easier, softer way. That's very easy for me to say. I understand. But stay in this program. Um, okay, that that's pretty much it. My phone number is 323 Four three four five. Can I give a second one? Nobody's saying anything. I'll try. Second number. Three two three seven. Yes, please. Three two three seven three five five three zero four. Second number. Best time to call any time of the day or night. Leave a message any time. Robin, I'm in trouble. I need help. Please call. Whatever. Whatever the wording is optional, you pick it. 
this program, um, um, I mean, I can, you know, a, a, a junkie with hepatitis who beat people up and whatever made amends to his brother and his his uh, mother and and I overcome a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and I'm alive at 70 years old I've crossed that barrier it, 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 sometimes it's hard to get my mind around the fact that oh thank you HP thank you uh, write down things you're grateful for. Attitude. Uh, you write down your abstinence, your uh, exercise. I go to a gym. Your reading material, and you clean up. I clean up around the house. Doing this has turned me from a stone cold slob into someone who makes the bed. Imagine an old man who makes the bed. Five years. reminder. How many were, were, were done, right? That's what that means? About at yes. the end, yeah. Okay, I make the bed. I mean, that's a miracle. I I take a photo of that and send it to my sponsor. And then I cry over the wonder of the day and the people I have. And I can't go to face-to-face for various reasons. My health is in the crapper, but I miss Overeaters Anonymous in person, but that's just the wonderful word my Jewish folks have, kvetching. That's just kvetching. I love Overeaters Anonymous. Please don't go. Gentle reminder, please wrap up. You can stay and call, call me. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. That's all. Thank you. My topic, okay, my topic, no matter this is in the promises, I think on page 85 of the big book, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. I think it's page 85. Give a little look, you'll find it. Anyway, um, I only love beautiful people, and you're all beautiful people. A quote from one of my favorite singers, Freddie Mercury. So I only love beautiful people. You're all beautiful people. I don't want to go on and on. So that's it. I'm done. Thank you.